Hi there! This is the PowerPoint Tribe where our vibe is faith and our food is the Word. Prepare to be strengthened and encouraged through the teachings of God's Word and the ministry of the Spirit. Love. Our connection is what? The blood? Or what's our language? Love. What's our feeding system? The Word. And what's our vibe? Praise God. So I, 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 I want to dwell on the subject of faith one more time. I just want to stay there because that's our vibe. Our vibe is faith. Praise God. The Bible says without faith, it is, it's not difficult. You know, when you say there's a world of difference, when you say um, something is difficult and something is impossible. When you say something is difficult, you, you're trying to say, you know, it's possible, but um, you can't get it done. It, it, um, it requires some kind of effort, alright? You can still get it done, but it requires some kind of effort, right? But when you say something is impossible, no matter what you do, you know, no matter what you say, no matter where you go, once something is impossible, it is impossible. That is, you can't, nothing can be done against it. Hallelujah. So when the Bible says, you know, without faith, it is impossible to please God. In fact, we need to, you know, pay attention one more time to that, to that force called faith. Hallelujah. So I'll begin to, one more time to, I, I want to, as we say here, to deconstruct Abraham one more time. And um, we're going to operationalize Sarah. Praise God. We've been doing that for weeks, and uh, we've not just even, like, scratched the handle. Hallelujah. I want to share something very profound. Now, the Bible says God appeared to, you know, Abraham. Hallelujah. You know, he said, um, I will make you the father of many nations, you know, I'll bless you, and all that. And um, the Bible says Abraham received that and was counted to him for righteousness. You know, he, he, was, he, was, he was believing God for a child. He said, Lord, you know, that's um, Genesis chapter 15. Can I just stand there so at least we'll know we, we read something? Amen. Amen. So that you say, I, I, this church, they don't read the Bible. Genesis chapter 15. All right? And um, let's start from verse 2. But, okay, from verse 1. After these things, that's after, you know, um, the war with the kings. After this thing, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision, saying, Do not be afraid, Abraham. I am your shield, your exceeding great reward. Verse 3, verse 2. But Abraham said, Lord God, what will you give me? Seeing I go childless, and the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. And Abraham said, Look, you have given me no offspring. Indeed, one born in my house is my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him. Hallelujah. How does faith come? Faith comes by words hearing. Hallelujah. Saying, this one shall not be your hair, but one who will come from your own body shall be your hair. Then he brought him outside and said, look now toward heaven and count the stars if you are able to number them. And he said to him, so shall your descendant be. And he believed in the Lord and he accounted it to him for righteousness. Hallelujah. So for, for, for many years, Abraham was believing God for a child, you know, and, and, um, and God is making all these very huge promises. I am your shield, you have great word, you know. And, and he said, Lord God, I don't have a child, I, 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 I go childless, you know. And God spoke to him directly and said, you're going to have a child. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. What is very interesting in here, what I, I, I want to get through as we deconstruct this, is that Sarah never 
and the word of God directly. Because for a child to be born to Abraham, it requires the effort of who? Abraham and Sarah, right? Right? But when God spoke to Abraham, he spoke with him directly. Sarah was not involved. And the Bible in this context never mentioned Sarah. So, Abraham apparently told with Sarah, like, you know what, I was sitting behind the tent one time and God appeared to him, uh, to me and said, you know, um, I'll be the father of nations and all that. And um, so, Sarah believed that Abraham was going to be the father of nations, right? And Abraham also believed that he was going to be father of nations, but Abraham did not necessarily believe that it involved Sarah. And Sarah also believed that, you know, Abraham had a calling from God to be the father of nations, you know, but she did not know that necessarily involved that. I'll show you that. Because the Bible says in chapter 16 that Sarah was, you know, the Lord constrained her from having a child. And Sarah took a maid servant, a guy, and gave, you know, Abraham. Hallelujah. You know, when you read in the New Testament, and, and I, I read sometimes that the Bible says, and Abraham staggered not at the promise of God. I, I used to be confused. Like, and Abraham staggered not at the promise of God, but he staggered, you know. A guy came over and was not supposed to be her, right? Praise God. But in reality, he never staggered. Because he knew he was going to be the father of nations, but he didn't necessarily know that it involved Sarah. Hallelujah. So when Sarah gave Agai to Abraham, she thought she was fulfilling prophecy. To tell you that there is a critical link between, you know, faith, prophecy, and understanding. Hallelujah. So when, because... It was not important because immediately he believed the Lord. The Bible says, you know, it was accounted for righteousness and God touched his body and all that and it was, it could, it could, it, it could reproduce. Praise God. And, um, and we saw all of, all of that happening. A guy, you know, went in and she had a child and all that. So, Abraham knew he was going to be the father of nations but he did not necessarily believe that it involved Sarah. The faith we're talking about is always a personal faith. You have to have a personal encounter with God. Alright? You can't, we, we can't, you know, live in a time that your relationship with God is not based on what somebody else believes or thinks. Hallelujah. To understand that, let's go to the New Testament, Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11 and 11 and let's see what happened. Hebrews chapter 11 and 11. That's the all of faith. Hebrews chapter 11 and 11. Can we read in contract New King James translation if you have that? Are you there? Yes. Hebrews 11 and 11. Want to go? By faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed. And she bore a child when she was past the age. Because she judged faithful who had promised. Now listen to this. The Bible says, when the Bible makes use of repetition, watch it very carefully. If he had said, by faith Sarah received strength, that would have made sense. But it says, by faith Sarah herself. Hallelujah. By faith Sarah herself. 
In effect, okay, by faith, Sarah herself also. Meaning before it was Abraham. But this time around is now Sarah herself. When you use the word also, what does it mean? Also. English student here. When you also, what does it mean? No, no, no. When you say, <laughs> when you use also in a sentence, you, 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 it's like, uh, it means in addition to. Alright? So, Sarah herself, in addition to Abraham. Are you getting this? Sarah herself. Meaning, it got to a point. Let's go back to Genesis. This is sometimes um, when we teach like this, it, uh, it doesn't get clear at the very beginning, but as we progress, we begin to see these things. Hallelujah. Okay, so um, then God finally appeared to Abraham in um, Genesis chapter 17, you know, and say, Sarah, your wife. So he, he, he now knew after the birth of Ishmael that, okay, that Sarah was actually a part of this. You know, that's why when God appeared to him in Genesis chapter 17, he said, and, um, I am the almighty God, walk before me and be blameless. Before it was... He had committed some kind of blunder and said, and, and, and God said, you know, I am the Almighty God. Walk before me and be blameless. And I'll make you, and I'll make my covenant between me and you, and will multiply you eternally. Now let's go to Genesis eighteen. Genesis eighteen. Let's start reading from verse ten. Verse nine. Beg your pardon. Then they said to him, Where is Sarah, your wife? So he said, in the tent, verse 10, and he said, I will certainly return to you according to the time of life, and behold, Sarah, your wife, shall have a son. Look at this. Sarah was listening in the tent door, which was behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old, well advanced in age, and Sarah had passed the age of childbirth. Therefore Sarah laughed within herself, saying, After I have grow, grow, grown old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord, being old also? And the Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh? Shall I surely be a child since I'm old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the appointed time, I will return to you according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. Hallelujah. Something happened in verse 10. The Bible says Sarah was listening in the tent door, which was behind him. This was the very first time. Read the Bible very well. This was the very first time that Sarah heard God directly. Hallelujah. Before, it has always been Abraham's faith. Right? But now, it was now Sarah hearing God directly and personally. Hallelujah. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So, the, 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 the first level of faith is you receiving God's word. Hallelujah. That's the first level of hearing. And the second level of hearing is you now confessing that word. God has made certain promises to you. That's the first level of hearing. And the second level of hearing, and faith comes by hearing and hearing. That is, hear yourself say what God has said. Hallelujah. And Sarah was listening at the tent door and God said, you know, you, you will surely have a child by this time next year. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And he said, I will suddenly return to you according to the time of life. And behold, 
Sarah, your, your, your wife shall have a son. Sarah was listening to the tender which was behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old. Now, can you imagine if Sarah had had this visitation when she was 80? What would have happened? Would the child have come? Did God really want that? Was God trying to push them to extreme limits? I used to say something that every day is God's day, but the day you believe becomes your day. Hallelujah. Every day is God's day. But the day you believe becomes your day. So God was not really trying to push them into extreme limits of, you know, he wanted them to be 190 and all that. Because, honestly, Abraham never really had a problem because the Bible says when Abraham was 125 years old, he married Keturah. And she bore him six boys. Six boys. So if Sarah had had an encounter with the Lord on her 80th birthday, this was on her 90th birthday. If Sarah had this encounter with the Lord on her 80th birthday, or her 70th birthday, or her 50th birthday, or her 40th birthday, or her 30th birthday, I think would have called. Hallelujah. So God will always, God is not in, in a hurry. Hallelujah. The promise is, is sure. Hallelujah. He's not in a hurry. But he's waiting for your obedience. He's waiting for your response. Hallelujah. Every day is God's day, but the day you believe becomes your day. When, you know, Paul and, um, was it Paul and Simon or, or Peter and John at the gate called Beautiful? Peter and John, right? They got to the gate called Beautiful, and there was this man asking for arms. And Peter said, you know, silver and gold I did not have, but what I have I give unto you in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. Did the man stood up and walk? Right? Did he? No, he didn't. He, he didn't. <laughs> we don't, no, no, he didn't actually. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't. Peter said, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. The word had gone forth. The word of God is always potent, but it's always waiting for your obedience, your response to it. Hallelujah. When Peter said, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk, the man didn't get up. He didn't walk. Nothing happened. He was just there. And Peter said, no, you're not going to spoil this miracle. In the name, he grabbed him by the hand and, 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 and took him up. So, until when he got up, that that miracle was manifested. So, the word of God can comfort to you if you don't take obedient action towards the word, the word of God is not going to profit you. The word of God is like, it's like a title deed. The lawyers here will understand what I'm trying to talk about. And I'm going to explain just a, a little bit of that. If I tell you that, what's your name, Jack? Tune right? Maiwa. If I tell you that Maiwa, let's assume I own this house, this, this building. Praise God. And I said, I've given this house to you like it's yours. All right? Now, a layman will, will be happy, will be excited, will rejoice. But a lawyer will go a step further and say, okay, thank you, sir. Can I have the papers? Can I have the documents of the house? Because what confers title to this house is not just, you know, that, oh, you, you have the house. It's the written document. So the word of God is the title deed. Praise God. The word of God, anytime you receive a promise from the Lord, that's your title deed. You can take that title deed anywhere. I don't have to see this house physically. As long as I have that document that says, you know, 
the plot of land in Cedar Center, 12 Jibo Street, all that house, the apartments and everything there is ever assigned to Maya. As long as I have that title deed, the house is mine. Hallelujah. It's mine. So when you read God's word, and you read in the Bible, it says, I shall not die, but live to declare God's word. Hallelujah. That's a title deed. That's a title deed. God's word is so, is, so, is so powerful. But it will not profit you except you take obedient action to that word. Hallelujah. And one of the ways you begin to take this obedient action is by, you know, confessing voraciously and vigorously the word of God. Believing it to be true. Yesterday, pastor said, I do. Right? Yes. Now, watch this. I think pastor, I, I, I've been dating for, is it five years now? Yes, sir. Yeah, watch this. The dates of five years. Alright? And um, before the wedding, there was um, pre-marital counseling, right? There was, uh, they bought um, suit, they bought um, H&B, Fila, and all that. If I bought my own, my own Fila, I couldn't go. But if I, and all that, they had photo shoot sessions and all that. They had so many things. But you know, if on that day, the pastor said, you, Daniel, are going to the duty of the duty of me as a lovely wedded wife, for Richard Papara, uh, what else again? <laughs> in sickness and health, to uh, death in your heart. And Pastor said, mm, <laughs> I have a confession actually. Married to Jesus. <laughs> no, not to do this. You know, everything that happened thus far, the five years of courtship, the, the premarital, whatever, counseling, and everything that happened thus far become a nullity by words. When he said, I do, the, the mind was consummated by words. By words. By words. So when the Bible says, by faith we understand that the words were framed by the word of God. The word of God in, in written page is not as powerful as the word of God in your mouth. In your mouth. The minute he said, I do, and the minute she said, I do, everything that has happened in almost you know, six, seven years became consummated by just two words, I do. <laughs> and so, when we confess God's word, you know, when we declare, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, when I say, I know my belief, when I say, you know, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pasture. He leaves me lie in still waters. I begin to confess God's word in the direction of you know, the things I've been trusted, I've been living for. Things are happening. Hallelujah. Things are happening. Things are happening. So God always has a system around his word. God always has a system around his word. Where's the work up? We're here before. Where's it down? Because I want to see it so I could know um, when my time is almost up. Hallelujah. So uh, faith is, is, is a mighty force when it comes to the pursuit of destiny, when it comes to, you know, the, the pursuit of life. We can't do without it. That's our life. Amen. That's, that's our essence. That's why we live. 
You know, the Christian life will become, you know, a, a, a discontented, a, a, a dry and monotonous one without the force of faith. You graduate from the university, you know, and they've told you, okay, to, to, to get a job, you have to have a certificate and all that and uh, go for an interview. There are also many other people that have the, your qualification, in fact, even better qualification. So, what's the title deed that you have that you believe that, you know, if expect of a, a thousand people on that queue for the interview, I will get the job. What's the, what's the assurance? Hallelujah. What have you received from the Lord? Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. So, faith is actually living the high definition life. In faith, we live the high definition life. It's a life, you know, of, of purpose. It's a life of, of, of bliss in the long run. Because when you are working by faith, it's to look as if other people have, you know, they've, they've gone ahead of you. A man working by faith, you know, it's just look as if everybody's ahead. But in, in reality, faith is a higher level than time. Faith dictates to time what time should do. Hallelujah. In the face of of faith, time absolutely surrenders. Hallelujah. Because faith dwells in a realm called eternal. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not subject to time. Hallelujah. So when, when you're working by faith, you're working in a realm called eternal. It's not, it's not, um, it's not, it's not something you can, you want to dictate to God to do. No, 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 no. Once faith is in oppression, once faith is at work, Every other thing goes to work. Hallelujah. So our vibe is faith. Very important. Our vibe is faith. It's what gives us the confidence assurance. It's our anchor. Hallelujah. Can you imagine how, how will a, a 90-year-old man, a 90-year-old woman, Sarah said, she couldn't wrap her mind around it, that Shall my Lord and I have pleasure? I love King James. It's very, very holy. Just you know, you know, just very just says in the very, very what she was trying to say was, shall my Lord and I, shall my husband and I have sexual relations at 90? Outside that, what's even going to happen in the delivery room? How am I going to you know push this thing out? I have seen 25-year-olds go into the living room and, you know, on the pass, right? We've seen 30-year-olds go into, you know, labor room and they don't survive, they don't, they don't come, they, they die. 30-year-olds, 25, 28, and you have a 90-year-old woman, old woman. At times, I like to just, you know, imagine this thing in my head and uh, wrap it up. Have you seen a 90-year-old woman before? You can try and Google it, just... 90 year old woman image and, and, and just try and check it and see for yourself and see the kind of miracle God wrought in the life of Sarah. It's amazing. It's amazing. A 90 year old woman went to the labor room and brought for the child because the Bible says, you know, immediately she believed for herself. The Bible says she received strength. Hallelujah. So immediately she believed, the Bible says she received strength. So she she had that strength to, to, to bring forth the promise of God. Hallelujah. 
a little bit of high definition life, I just want to give us just, I don't teach a point, but I think I have to do that today. There are five things I believe are very critical, you know, in, uh, in making this title deed a reality, bringing forth. Before Abraham became the father of nations, the Bible says, God changed his name from Abraham to Abraham. So meaning, first and foremost, he was a father before becoming father of nations. Hallelujah. So most times, you, you, in fact, you cannot become anything you're going to become in life. You already are now. I will, I will explain that. Everything you're going to become, whatever you're going to become, you've, you must have manifested at least a smaller dimension of it. So, in life, you know, in faith, God is always looking whether they have been seed have been planted in the direction of your purpose and your plan in life. And whatever God wants you to do. So, number one, you, you must create your, your, that, that, that vision that God has placed in your heart in measurable terms. If I ask us, um, who do you know Barack Obama to be? Former president of what? Is that what you know about him? He has a wife and two kids. Praise God. Barack Obama, what comes to mind? Just former president? Black, first black. That's it. First black American president, right? But that's what almost everybody knows about him. Or does anybody know anything about him again? What, what, what again? Oh my God, how did you know that? <laughs> Interesting, Barack Obama was first the black man to become the first you know, president of Harvard Law Review. So he was first in something before becoming first in the you know, first black American president. People don't just show up like that. Their seeds have been planted. Hallelujah. You don't just you know you don't just move pound first this or something. No, 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 no. If you actually know the story of, of men. God told Moses, before he had the encounter and all that, you know, he was standing in the front of his fellowship and all that, and uh, he saw a great sight, a bush that was burning, and, and it was not a bush that was light and all that fire, and the, and the bush was not born. Hallelujah. So that was a, a sight, a very remarkable sight for him. If he didn't have that sight, there was no way to have the, the courage to go to Pharaoh to do all the mighty things he did and to actually part the, the Red Sea. He had seen a wonder first at a level. Hallelujah. So um, there must be something you are doing, a, 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 a seed you have been planting in your life in the direction of God's plan, of God's purpose for your life. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. So number one, I said create the vision of your life in what? In measurable terms. In measurable terms. In measurable terms. Hallelujah. Number two, anchor that vision, you know, it's still very similar in something that you've done in the past, in something that happened in the past. Everything I want to be, I've become already. I've become. I've seen it, I've, I've done it before. And, that's it, and, and, and that applies to everybody. We're only going to manifest it in a greater and higher dimension. Hallelujah. So look at the past and think about what are the God encounters you've had. Because sometimes once you, you know, get to a road that is so difficult and you can't, you, you don't seem to have 
what to do. You need to look back and think about the goodness and the encounters of God you've had in time past. That's the anchor for the future. And if there's nothing that's happened in the past for you, my God, that's 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 danger. So we we, we must anchor the vision of our life that God has given unto us to something that's happened in the past. Hallelujah. Number three, daily confessions, meditations upon the word of God. Very, very important. Very, very important. Very important. We, we must take ownership for the word of God, of the word of God. Amen. Amen. Take ownership of the word. Daily powerful meditations, confessions, you know, as regards the word. Now, meditation is not, when we talk about meditation, people think that, you know, meditation is this. What am I doing? Am I saying anything? No, I'm just, you know. <laughs> In literature, I think it's because of the quiet, right? Just. But that's not the meditation of scripture. The meditation of scripture is actually words. It says, This book of the Lord shall not be passed out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate during day and night. Hallelujah. That thou may also observe to do according to what is written during and thou shalt take away prosperity and have good success and all that. So when the Bible actually talks about meditation, I don't want to go into Hebrew, Greek, and all of those things, but the actual meaning is you marching words out. Hallelujah. So you take a scripture. Ah, when the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion. That's, that, is, that is meditation. You know, probably you're just driving and there's a whole lot of traffic in Lagos, praise God, that makes you Lagos. <laughs> you know, I was, I was out of this state for, for about two years. You know, so coming to Lagos again was I could have a matter in court for nine o'clock and I would leave my house for eight thirty and before nine o'clock I'm in court. Like it's so it's so good, it's so fresh. But in Lagos <laughs> six thirty or seven or thereabouts, even like even earlier, you know, four AM you what's happening to these people? They don't sleep, you know. So, in the midst of all of those things, you can begin to confess God's word. Hallelujah. You're driving. You don't, you just, there's something I, we learned in our campus fellowship. We call it bread prayers. You know, that is your, your, your mortal word. The, the person next to you is not actually hearing you, but you are seeing something. Hallelujah. When the Lord turned again, the capsule of Zion, we were like being the dreamers. There was a mouth. People would laugh and our tongue would sing so they say they are only eating the Lord that done great things for them, the Lord that done great things for them. Wherefore we are glad. You begin to make it upon these words. Hallelujah. He said, I know the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. That though it was rich, it was, it was rich, yet for my sake it became poor. That I through his poverty might become rich. Wow, I can't be poor. Praise God. Jesus Christ. God was made. Jesus Christ became poor. That I through his poverty might become rich. I begin to make it upon these words. And God now begins to give you, you know, the exact system you need to develop to make this world a reality. Hallelujah. For instance, when you talk about long life, long life is not just, it doesn't just happen just like that. It says, honor your father and your mother. Alright? That your days may be long. Praise God. So if I don't honor my father and mother, I can't claim the promise of long life. Amen. Amen. That's the truth, actually. It says, with long life will I satisfy you and all that and, and, uh, and show you my salvation. It says, um, 
I will not die but live to declare the word of God in the land of living. So if I'm not, if my life is not declaring the word of God, if my life is not is not advancing the kingdom, you know, as the way I can't really lay claim of that promise because every promise of God has a system that backs it up. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So pray the vision, all right, of that of your um of that vision of that immeasurable terms. Secondly, what do you do? Apostles on the past, all right. Number three, daily confessions, meditations. Praise the Lord. And now the the the, the fourth one, I, I I believe strongly is you know praying this vision into into manifestation. Pray, pray, pray somewhat. Pray in tongues. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Prayers are so powerful. They are so, <laughs> you know, it's prayers are is is the opportunity I have. Is the privilege I have to communicate with my Father. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not burdensome. When I speak with my earthly father, it's not, it's not, it's not stressful. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So daily prayers. Prayers, you know, born from the womb of the spirit in line with this, in line with that. Because you don't just pray generally. You don't just pray, you know, um, you're just praying into the air. No, 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 no. You, 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 your prayer must be specific and directed towards something. Hallelujah. So even though you are praying in other tongues, you know, it's so... Uh, God is praying through you, right? Yes. Alright, in, in, in the direction of something He wants to do. Right. So when you pray in tongues, you are not praying, I mean, you are praying the exact will of God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. My good? Yes. Five? Two, one, five. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. And the last one I will I, I share, you know, in this regard is, um, you know, sometimes we don't like routine. You know, it's, uh, it's very, we don't like doing things, you know, <laughs> the same thing every day and all and all. But um, if we're really going to maximize the, the gift of God in us, you must, that thing you believe that this is what God will help me do. You have to create a daily routine towards that thing every day. You see the Muslims, there's something I learned from them. You know, every morning, 6 a.m., you know, they're saying something. Right? In the evening, they're saying the same thing. If you, if you meet an average Muslim, and I don't think there's anything like that, maybe, they can recite the Quran, they can, you know, they can do certain things, they can, you know, they're so vast in what they do because it's a routine. Once you do something over and over and over again, it becomes a part of you. It becomes a, 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 a kind of skill you've acquired, you know, that is needed in the direction of where God will have to be. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So there must be, you know, a, a, a daily routine of that which God will have you do. It must be before you every time, every moment. And for the fact that you have tests and trials, tests and trials, you know, when God announced about Jesus, he said, this is my beloved son, a woman I'm well pleased with. Hallelujah. And when the devil came, he came to question exactly what God had said. He said, if you are indeed the son of God. But God already said, this is my beloved son, right? So whenever the devil comes to you, he comes and questions directly what God had told you. So when you have tests and trials, that's no way to think that God is not on your side. 
In fact, that's when you, you should know very, very much that God is indeed on your side. The more trials, the more times, the more temptations actually means, yeah, God is actually at work in you. Praise God. So when you have tests and trials, that's not the time to think that God is no longer existing. God is no longer on your side or, or you're no longer in the will of God. You don't use tests and trials to determine whether you're in the will of God. Because if you use tests and trials to determine whether you're in the will of God, then Paul was never in the will of God. Amen. Amen. That guy was, ah, he was beaten. He was thrown in jail. He was, he was shipwrecked. He had so many things in his life that was, you know, going in contradiction of what you would probably call faith. Hallelujah. So for the fact that you are working in faith doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, you won't have time where God will test you. Hallelujah. Where God will test your patience. The Bible says, it says, follow them who through faith and patience obtained. Hallelujah. So it is faith and words and patience. That's how we obtain. So without patience, without, without, and patience is not, is, is not, um, patience is a very active word. When we think about patience, we just think, you know, I'm, I'm waiting for my Uber ride and I'm just there. And I'm patient. <laughs> the word of God is not English. The word of God is spirit. So when when you read words, I know it's not it's not speaking English. You don't you don't, you don't use your Merriam Webster, you know, to 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 judge the written word of God. That's why Jesus said the words I speak unto you, they are spirits and their life. Amen. Amen. So it's not English. Patience in God is 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 joyful endurance. You are waiting, but you are, you are doing something in the direction of that which God will have you do. Amen. Amen. You are not just sitting and saying, okay, I'm patient. It's so patient. Yeah, you are patient. Mm-hmm. Patient. One goes to the mission, you're patient. I'm patient. Just, you know, just moaning and complaining. You know, people are ahead of you. Probably you feel that. I'll use this example. Okay, let me use it. Praise God. <laughs> You know, everybody around you, for instance, you know, it's a relationship, eight years relationship, praise God, <laughs> five years, three years. And nobody has to come to you and say, hello, how are you? As in, nobody has to say, you're fine, I like your hair. You know, nothing. You're like, what's happening? I can't find some way you're good enough. You know, patience. Patience. Because, when it's time for that, you know, the perfect century, <laughs> the gentleman, you know, somebody really looked to me and said, MJ Lani, you are the definition of the perfect century gentleman. I'm like, wow, you know, MJ Lani, you are the definition of the perfect century gentleman. And I'm crushing you. <laughs> <laughs> so I was wondering, what is perfect century? <laughs> 21st century gentleman, you know, when when it's time for you know that promise of God to manifest, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be better than anything you you know you could think of before. Hallelujah! I wish you God's word today. Yes, sir. Do you understand better the teaching and the message of faith? Yes, sir. All right. So, uh, um, faith is our vibe. Is that's how we live, and the only way you can get faith is through the word of God. 
Amen. Amen. It's through the word of God. You cannot have faith for something that God has not revealed to you. Faith starts, you know, by you knowing the will of God. That's, that's faith. Faith is the revealed word of God to you. Hallelujah. And as you begin to take steps in this direction, you know, God begins to open doors in ways you, you never thought possible. You know, grace has made everything available to us. Grace has made everything available. But where grace made, makes it available, faith takes it. Hallelujah. So grace makes, faith takes. Hallelujah. So what grace has not made, faith cannot take. Hallelujah. So because grace has made it available, then we are certain that we can receive it because we have faith in the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Can we just lift up our hands to Jesus? All of us do that. Just speak in other tongues for two minutes. And let this word sink into our heart one more time. Zebra, go shepherd. So the in tongues is very powerful. In very strong, lots of language with the word. We are praying exactly the will of God. We are bringing the will of God to bear in our hearts. I'm living the faith life. I'm living the high definition life. Because I have faith in the Lord Jesus. Blessed be God in the highest. In Jesus' matchless name we pray. Wow, what a word. For more messages, connect with our tribesmen across all social media platforms at PowerPoint Tribe.